All right, John, welcome back. We're going to do another episode of Two Dudes, One Cart. This is going to be our uh, our second recording, our second podcast. Uh, we have another one that we did. It's going to be, it's a little late because it's a little longer going out for about the uh, Tiger Woods and Tiger leaving Nike. So we'll leave that one there and uh, we'll get that one dropped next week. Um, how you doing tonight, bud? Oh, dude, I'm doing good. Just popped the top, dude. Ready for the weekend. There we go. There we go. That's what it's about. Well, I thought it would be good for us to get on here and, and get a little current. Um, you know, kind of talk about uh, Gary Woodland going through brain surgery, um, being back on the tee, uh, hearing his comments about never thinking he was going to hear you know, them say from Topeka, Kansas. Uh, you know, Gary Woodland's on the tee and I watched, uh, watched him standing up there and the guy was pretty emotional, but it's never a bad day when you see G dub on the tee, is it? No, I, I like him, dude. He's got a nasty stinger, so he's okay in my book. I mean, but can you imagine that being a professional golfer and you, I mean, you think you're, I mean, you're on top of the world, so to speak, is of, of what you wanted to do probably when you were a kid. I know he's played other sports, but to reach the pinnacle of the sport and then have, you know, win a major championship and then all of a sudden, you know, start having these issues, then happen to go through brain surgery. I mean, I, can you can you even wrap your mind around what that's got to feel like when you do come back and you're hitting the ball and, you, and then you step up on the first tee and another professional event? I mean, can you even think what fathom what that would be like? I mean, I think, you know, any of those pro players when you're at that elite of a level, um, you know, having any health scares is crazy. But when you start talking brain, I mean, that just – that would put anybody – I don't care if you make a dollar a year or $1 million a year, that's going to humble you pretty quick and probably scare the crap out of you. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it, – I mean <laughs> – you can't you can't really put words to it, and you you think of a guy that's that's you know he's big with the folds of honor, um, the things he's done in golf. The Amy uh, Brockstead, I'm probably butchering her last name when the young lady with the Down syndrome that he walked down the you know at the oh, yeah. management yep. and and what their relationship has been like even after that and. And, you know, he's just an all-around, he's he's a great guy. And it's one of those things where you think about bad things happening to good people. It's just good to see – it's good to see him back on back on the back on the tour and back playing. Yeah, I'm happy for him. I mean, he's not my golfer. I don't know, you know, do I get excited when he's on TV? Not necessarily, but I like when he starts hitting those stingers all the time. I think that's fun to watch. Um it was cool what he did with that young lady, and she got excited about it. Now she goes to every tournament, and, you know, he wears a pin for her sometimes. So, I mean, that that stuff's cool. I mean, heck, the man's still, like, world number 94, you know, even through all that turmoil. So, right, more power to him. And what did you – we covered a little bit of this on our uh, a podcast we're going to release next week. But John Rom, I don't know if you saw it, but – Oh, dude, shots fired. He asked. He was asked about Scotty Scheffler, and I mean, he took it was a, it was a low bullet. But I mean, you know, basically saying that, well, you know, normally you, you win this when you have the hardware, 
you know, basically yeah, I mean, saying, hey, I, I won the Masters. I was second at the Open. Uh, I played really good golf. Um, not that Scotty hasn't. Scotty, Scotty won. You know, Scotty won some events, and he finished second in a major. I think he was yeah. second at the U.S. Open, maybe. But yeah, didn't get that. Didn't get that Masters on. I know, though, did he? Yeah, but and you you think that oh, okay, <clears throat> you know he's he's a live golfer, but man, that I that had that had to sting a little bit. I mean, I don't I don't think Scheffler cares. He's too nice of a guy, too plain of a guy. But you know, you got Rom now with a nice little little bankroll in his back pocket, and he's just like f it. You know what I mean? Like. I'm just letting you guys know how I feel. What are you going to do? Yeah, and I th- I think those those are those are pretty big stories right now in golf, and I think the Rom one's just going to expand. But I think, and I haven't heard too many people talk about it, but Tiger Woods being on YouTube with the Four Play Podcast guys. Um, uh, did you ever think you were going to see something like that? I mean. With all the other guys, all the other pros, even the PGA, the LPGA, all those people that are, I mean, the influencers that now that are getting deals uh, with all these big companies. I mean, I'm not shocked by it at all. I mean, Tiger, I think, is in his time where he's going to play his limited number of, you know, we talked about this, limited number of events, and he's going to go out and have fun. And he's probably going to be on the bag for Charlie a lot in the next couple of years. Have you? Have you seen any of the clips from that? Have you seen him hitting the drive from his knees? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got a lot of practice with that over the years, I'm sure. <laughs> I just I, I just found it uh, shocking. I mean, I know that uh, the four-play pod guys, shout out to them, but, you know, they have a deal with TaylorMade, and obviously, you know, Tiger's got his deal with TaylorMade, but I was pretty amazed to see the old big cat uh, turn up on YouTube just with the with a random collab of guys, and I, you know, obviously that's at the Taylor made release. I would imagine. Oh yeah, it's just uh, it's it's shocking, and I, I just can't wait to see the final numbers on what they what happens with those YouTube videos. Dude, it's it, money talks. I mean, Taylor made's paying Tiger a lot of money, and if they say, "Hey, buddy, we need you to jump on here for a half hour." There's some dough. Okay, half hour appearance on some podcasts, uh, YouTube channel. Let's do it. You know what I mean? Easy right. money. Here, yeah. here goes. Here goes my, uh, you know, new sun deck on my boat that I wanted to put in, or new helicopter. Yeah, no shit. No, that's ridiculous. So, what are your thoughts on overall? What do you what do you think about the the deal that they've got coming um with these events that are gonna happen with these elevated purses? Do you think Tiger do you think he cares about that or you think he's just gonna hit the high notes and that's it? Tiger's gonna do the events that he enjoys doing in places that he likes to play. Like I don't think he's gonna care about the purse so much. Um, you know, he'll be in the majors, um, and just the, like I said, like they go out to LA, he's going to be playing out there cause he loves that course, you know? Right. One, yeah, one of those things that he's doing. It's, it's yeah. hard to believe that he hasn't won at Riviera. Yeah. 
It, it he likes that, the course. He does well there. Just I don't know. But that uh, that kind of that's a, that's shocking. If you you know if you ask me, that's pretty shocking. That that's a course he hasn't uh, turned up and won on. Yeah, well, turned up too many times when he's been driving that Genesis car. You know. Well, that's true. Turned upside down, got those knees waxed. You know, it. I think it's. I think it's pretty funny, in the way that the uh, PGA really uses their, uh, you know, power basically, on how quickly things that occur to their coveted stars and how quickly they disappear from the media. I mean, oh, even yeah. even if it's as small as the Tiger Justin tampon deal or whatever and or justin's you know f-bomb or you know how quickly things turned around with tiger rolling the car and boom boom i mean it just it fades so quickly and i don't even think people really notice they just want to turn a turn a blind eye to it move on oh yeah yeah i mean it it is funny it's just crazy how much you know Another thing is how they can influence the media on that stuff, hush up, hush stuff up, or promote stuff. But also, it's like, which another ironic thing is, where'd all this purse money come from? All of a sudden, well, you know, they they said they came up with uh, what oh, there was another a deal in the works that was uh, pre live, um, that they had that coming up with, and I've always I'm. I know they're supposed to be a you know charitable and all that. I, I think they're more like a conduit <laughs> for charity, a conduit for for the money. But it seems like every time somebody goes to look at the books or asks about the books of the PGA Tour, uh, it just never happens. Quite honestly, yeah. Well, I mean that. What are they a five hundred three C or five hundred one C or whatever it is? Right. Yeah, and I, people I, are making millionaires out of the people that are are working for them. So, Money's well, and a I good think cause. I think that's where you get. Uh, I think that's where you get a lot of people um, that don't that don't understand how big a framework deal with them with anybody is because, man, they are putting a lot of money out there and they're asking a lot from their sponsors or from the people that are holding these events, and. They're they're not getting they're not getting the best of the best. We all know that, and that's why people are some people are upset about the watered down how what golf is right now. But I mean, oh, yeah. I get it. They they probably need some backing when you got people that you know when you got the piff that's got all this money and they just can't stop making money. So, and honestly, I, I get I get their perspective too about you know putting all this money out to buy players because you need to get these key elements in place in order to yeah. even try to get other guys to come over. It's just another tool in the tool belt. I mean, but how many times have you watched a PGA event and you got this major sponsor and you thought to yourself like, man, I'm going to go out and do business with this company because they're sponsoring this event. I don't think I've ever saw something from the sponsors that I'm like. Yep, I'm gonna go out and get that. Now maybe Titleist promoting a new club or Footjoy coming out with some new shoes, or now G4 just blew up out of nowhere. It seems like over the past couple of years, like the the ads I get, but the major sponsors, I don't know what they get out of it. 
I don't know either. It's, it's corporate to corporate business because <clears throat> I don't think it's direct from um, business to consumer. It's got to be business to business relationships that they're trying to grow or, or get out of the deal. Yeah, because really the only people that really, I think, I guess they're really the only people that really benefit are the tailor-mades, the Titleist, the Strix songs, yep. the Cle- you know, all basically all the brands that are being swung on there, the uh, Foot Joy, the clothing lines, you know, a lot of yeah. those, a lot of play off there. Guys like, damn, I wanna go, you know, I'm going to go check that out, blah, blah, blah. They, I, I think that's, you get a lot from that, but I was, I really think, in all honesty, I really think the major influence anymore for any kind of club i think that's basically going over to youtube i mean yeah it's cool to see uh like i don't know if you saw uh will zal taurus i mean he's got some uh 150s some tireless t150s in his bag which i would have never thought for a pga tour player um he's got a pretty mixed bag but when you look at if you want to really know what a club does, uh, I, I think YouTube's basically stole that. I think that's where that's why they send all these clubs, these people, because you can turn on your Rick Shields or Mark Crossfields, um, you know, a lot of these guys, or or for that matter, you can watch four player good good, and not you know, those guys are. Yeah. I mean, I know good good has a couple pros, but I mean, you can see what they're playing, and you go, hell man, you know, or you look at rigs from four play, and you go, oh, you know, he's like a uh, 12 or 10 or whatever yeah. it is. And I think you get more from that than you do from anything else. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess I like my club experience to what my boys are playing. You know, I was over at Osborne's place of business over at Rick's boat yard here in Indianapolis. And we're, you know, I'm over there. He wants to bring me in on potentially on some stuff over there. And we're talking, he goes, Oh man, look, ping just releases, you know, and he gets, He's a ping guy, but he likes Titleist too, and he gets real excited. So what did I do as soon as I got home? You know, I pulled up my phone, started looking at Ping's new club, and I go, darn, those are looking good. Oh, yeah. You know, he saw it from some Instagram ad or, you know, some email from Golf Galaxy or PGA Superstore, I'm sure. And he's probably on the, you know, the email list from, from Ping and Titleist. So when that stuff drops, it hits your inbox, and next thing you know, he's talking about it. And I can't let John outdo me and get the new – you know, Titleist T one fifties. I'm gonna have to go get them. Right. Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it too. But Osborne's Osborne's one of those guys, man. He he has he's a ping guy. I I like pings. I I just don't. I I don't know. I I like every yeah. golf club. It's kind of like it's kind of like looking at golf shoes. You're like, oh man, you know. Next thing you know, you got like four sets of clubs and twenty pairs of shoes. <laughs> I know I'm going to get a new house here on the 31st. And it's like, I look at like my regular, like work clothes and going out clothes. I'm like, okay, this will all fit in this small apartment that I'm getting with the golf simulator in it. Uh, and then I started looking at my golf selection. I'm like, God, I'm gonna have to weed out some polos, some pants. I already got rid of everything Adidas that I owned. Cause I'm strictly Peter Millar now. There you but, go. You know, 15 pairs of shoes i got some foot joys some g g4 and i'm like i might have to put foot joy, i might have to kick that sponsor foot joy might lose your sponsorship with me <laughs> what's your what's uh tell me about this apartment is it something in the apartment or is it your simulator 
No, it's at the at the apartment complex. Really? So I will. I, some of these podcasts, some of the videos, uh, will be coming out of that now, and it's a un, uniqueer or whatever. It's the overhead uh, sim, so it's a nice twenty twenty five thousand dollars sim setup. They got. And you it's gotta, sweet. You got to uh, rent that. What do you? How do you sell? No, it? it's just you, like in the. It's like a. Like the common grounds, like going to use the pool or whatever. You know, they got a pool table, bar, conference room in there and stuff. It's slick. You know, I'm excited because I'll probably be living down there. That is pretty crazy. So, but, um, yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to go there and record, but how do you, uh, so there's just all kind of people just willy-nilly in there while you're trying to record, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I don't, I mean, it doesn't bother me. I'm not is very it- bashful. Is it a popular spot, or have you even been down to it yet? It's it's in the common, like it's in the clubhouse, right? So imagine going in the clubhouse. They got a pool table, they got a shuffleboard, and then it's its own simulator room. I mean, it's a twenty foot deep by sixteen foot wide room, and it's got you know floor to ceiling glass on the backside, and probably I don't know sixteen foot ceilings. So I mean, it's they did it right. Oh, so basically, like, if we went in there and did whatever, I mean, people would just be like, ah, we'll just wait. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they see someone's in there, and it's like getting on a scene, going to the gym and seeing somebody on the treadmill, you know? Got to wait till old Humpty Dumpty gets off that thing and got to wipe it down with some Clorox, and then you're ready to go. Well, we've talked enough about it, John. Well, you might as well throw the name out of this place where you're going to be living. Yeah, it's uh, it's called The Muse in downtown Carmel. Brand new corner one sixteenth and Westfield Boulevard. I'm definitely. So I'll be you know I'll be five minute Uber to my watering hole at Bar Louie. I mean, if I stop going there, they'd be out of business, guaranteed. They already shut down the green one. I know. Uh, you know, Old Town Tavern, downtown uh, Carmel, still a lot of smoking in there, but really good pool table. And then Sun King and Fork and Ale, all that stuff. So it's it's prime spot. You know, quick to the major highway. Nice. I'm definitely going to have to come over and check that out. We'll have to set something up and get in there and hit some balls and shoot some vids. Yeah, and, and for and, sure, man. I don't know if they let Southsiders up like in the apartment, but I'll see if I can get like, have you sign a waiver, you know, to lie yeah, you into Carmel. I just have to come. I have to get way out and then sneak in because those yeah. digits on your license plate give away. Yeah. Yeah. You'll probably have to drive around, get into Westfield and shoot down 31 and come in that way. That way they know. You're a North Sider. Yeah, I, I could probably steal a plate. That's probably not a bad idea either. Yeah, I got a couple extra. But I haven't been paying for stickers, so I've just been stealing others. That's cool. So, yeah, I just I just want to jump on here and uh, talk about a few of the new events or the, the what's n- hopping in the news and try to get on top of that so that we can maybe do more of these. If we see something pop up that we want to talk about, we can jump on yeah. there and get that done. Well, I mean, what... Speaking of that, new news, what do you think, old kids? Uh, We've been talking about this money's outrageous. You know, I got to be in these designated events, and he hasn't been doing that for a while. So, sounds like he, you know, after he had that uh, commentating job, sounds like he's going to be, you know, probably putting putting the club in the dirt, getting some practice in, and trying to to get his numbers up. Yeah, I I saw that. I don't know that – I get what he's saying, but at the same time, 
he's also one that runs to run around and just be 15th, 20th, collect a check and kind of stay out of yeah. the limelight. Limelight. But, yeah, for sure. Because he always says, you know what, why do you still play in these tournaments? Because 20th play still pays pretty good. Yeah, and I, and I get it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how long the PGA Tour keeps that up, but I, you know, it is what it is. I, I really wish they would just have something for the guys at, at the lower half. And I mean, I know it's hey, play better, <clears throat> but at at the same time, it's 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 difficult um, to get up there to get in the game and stay in the game. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of talent out there, but you know if you if you can't get in some of these tournaments because Monday qualifying is nuts. I mean Monday qualifying is like damn corn fairy tournaments and everybody's dropping sixty oh, twos yeah. all day long. And I don't know. I I just think there's a lot of good guys out there that are that that struggle to get started, and not everybody can be. Uh, whatever a Colin Morikawa for instance or Victor Hovland I mean you see kind of yeah. Matt Wolf kind of just stressed out and flamed out a little bit um but there's it that just doesn't happen all the time and I think that e when they do those events I know you're going to have the off the off events that where those guys can go play and make a pretty good living but I don't oh, know sure. I just I just think there's got to be a way that that money funnels down a little bit you know, I don't. I don't know what the. I don't know what the. The best way to do it is obviously, but it's it's kind of like the European tour anymore. I, I don't even. It does. It's like it doesn't even exist anymore. I don't know why they did the deal they did, and now it's just like you're another corn ferry just across a really big pond. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got it. It, it doesn't. It doesn't have the. It doesn't have the flavor it used to. Um, I mean, I watch the European tour sometimes, and when I get up in the morning, and it, it, I think it throws a lot of people off because the commentating is a little bit different than what we're used to. Um, but I mean, still those those guys. I mean, you see what they did in the Ryder Cup, but nobody's yeah. nobody's fueling them. It would have made more sense if Liv would have kind of worked in with the European tour. Would have gave that more strength. Would have yeah, livened it up. You know, made it a little bit more exciting. I mean, because I played with a I got a couple English friends. You know, Dara. Uh, you know, he plays. They play golf by the book. Everything down. Put everything out. Be quiet. You know. Yeah, obviously, he's a little bit more lively than than most. But like another guy at the fort when I was out there, no nonsense. You know, no one can go out of turn. It wasn't ready golf. Uh, and everything's by the book. And it's like, that is cool. I think there's a time and place for that. But it's like, dude, we're in a men's club at the fort. Like, this ain't the PGA. This isn't, a, you know, Indiana, Indiana Golf Association event. Um, let's just go out and have fun. You know what I mean? Type of deal. Yeah, and and let's let's ride let's ride this wave a little bit because how many times have you played with a guy that's all about chit chatting all the time, no matter what you're doing? And and for me, you know, I'm quick to the trigger. It doesn't necessarily it doesn't normally bother me whatsoever unless there's like a huge 
pitch change or yep. rup speaking. But how many of those guys you played with that are all about it until, oh, hey, uh, don't talk in my backswing. You know what I mean? You know, you know, I know a person like that. Um, I've I played with a person like that while you're in my group. Uh, and it is it's kind of funny, you know. I, I think you and I, when we go play, you can talk. You can have the music going. You can have, you know, drinks flowing. Like you said, you don't want like a loud bang or anything else like that. But one thing that, you know, I had to tell people at the at the country at Ulan Country Club is like, you know, you guys don't have to be quiet when I swing. It messes me up more if you guys stop talking right before I swing than just continue the conversation. Right. It's and like you almost, you almost have to reset when they do that. That's the time yeah. you reset when everything stops. So what I've been doing out there and just not intentionally, but like, I guess just in the back of my mind, when they stop talking, I, I start talking even when I'm swinging, just, I don't know, to break that silence. Right. I don't think I can play in silence anymore. I don't remember the last time I played a full round without having some level of music going, uh, even if it's at a low decibel on my phone. Oh God. Impossible. If, if, if somebody's not there, I'm probably talking to myself and I just don't know it. <laughs> exactly yeah i've seen you have many conversations with yourself if you're playing if i'm playing by myself i'm probably talking to myself why i'm why i'm going out there because you want i need it's just the constant i don't know how people do it i can't imagine like hey like that just there's it's not a focus problem for me and i understand that's not how everybody works but it's it's oh, yeah. it's strange sometimes because you especially if you get one or two guys that are like that and then like, or one guy that's like that and the other three aren't, and then you're like, Whoa. And everybody's trying to, you're trying to be cool. Uh, I understand, but it's, it's yep. not as easy as it sounds. Oh, I know. I mean, when, I, when I'm playing in the choose up on Thursdays at Yulin, I know when I get paired with some people, like they're not going to have a good time. Like I just know that going into it, even if I keep my music low, they don't like me cussing at myself when I hit a bad shot. Because, I mean, no one talks down to me when I golf, uh, you know, to try to actually put me down. But I, if you didn't know me and you heard me talking to myself after I hit started hitting some golf shots, you're probably like, this dude's psycho, you know. Well, I I I can tell you what, and I know he'll listen to this. I, I know Bill, Billy Muff. I know I've uh... – I've got him a couple times um, yeah. when, he's not, when I'm not yeah. paying any attention. He's like, hey, you don't need to talk about back. And I don't think about it. Not, not taking a shot at Billy. I it, I don't even think about it anymore. And then I'm no. like, well, then I'm caught off my game because I'm trying to be quiet, pay attention to what everybody else is doing. But it made me it made me think of that time me and you were playing at, the, at uh, Eagle Creek. And those guys, we were like, oh, do you like music? Oh, yeah, we like to have a good time. We get to the green. Hey, can you guys turn that down? Oh God, man! We go out to Eagle Creek on a I don't know weekday afternoon. I, you know, play hooky from work a little bit, and we got these women, two girls in front of us, and then two guys in front of them, and then the women go off to go to the bathroom or something. And the guys on the first team go, "Hey, join with us." We're like, "Hey, well, we're going to be listening to some music. You guys do your own thing. You know, we're just going to have some fun." Oh no, we like music. We like having fun. I had that decibel level at. 
I don't even know, 10 instead of where I normally have it at about 80. And they're, you know, just bitching and saying, oh, you guys got to turn that down. God, total contradictory statement from those two fluffs. I know. I just remember us looking at each other going, we should have played with the women. That would have been a lot more. I mean, they were laughing and hollering, having a good time. And I definitely picked the wrong group that day. No kidding. That was rough, dude. We were like fish out of water. It was like, uh, we we might as well just go back to the clubhouse at this point. The halfway house was out. And I was like, no cart girl. Like, that's three strikes in a row. (laughs) We're never coming back. No. It ain't you oh, national, that's for sure. You're getting uh getting ready to uh shove off into the wild blue yonder, what, next week? Yeah, uh next Thursday night, me, uh Tex Lawson and Kyle Thompson are gonna go Kyle Thompson from Golf Minded Podcast, shout out to him. Gonna go visit our buddy Anthony Rose down there in Florida, my birth state. Uh gonna go down to Naples and play three or four days of golf with him. Well, I hope you have a good time, man. I know uh, I wish I was going, but just not in the cards this year. But I hope well, you I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of worried about it. Normally when we do golf trips, Steve, you know, you and I kind of get the itinerary set, uh, get the formats going for the games, and we kind of have stuff organized. And some people are just not built like that. Uh, they just kind of like to go with the flow and, so I don't know what courses we're playing, how many rounds we're playing, um, you know, what the do's and don'ts are to play with Anthony Rose. I just want to know what his member account number is so I can get a new set of clubs and some outfits. But they'll be all up in the air, and I'll take the video camera down there, get some shots of us. Kyle and I are taking on uh, Tex and Anthony first match, so you know we're going low. Well... I can't wait to get another round in with Mr. Rose. That's for sure. We've been, uh, we had, we've had some good times. I can guarantee you one thing, <clears throat> and it's a lock that you're going to be hearing one word the entire time you're out there, and that is press. Oh, all day long. I can't even keep track of him anymore. I got one of those, uh, the golf, the golf pro guy. Uh, I got one of those like little bean counters on the side of my hip so I can count all the presses. Uh, he's the king of the press babe the king of the press yeah i just hope he keeps that hat on because sometimes he throws me off when he takes the hat off well let's I'm just to... let's hope he keeps all his clubs in his hand <laughs> no yeah no no the shaft, uh... the shaft companies love him i mean he goes through those things at least one or two every two to three months yeah i tell you what though uh i mean it's been a while since i played with kyle but i have not it's been a while since I've seen uh, Kyle do the old wedge toss and bury the head in the uh, ground. <laughs> I think he's accepted life and life's terms as it relates to the golf course. You know, he's just easy with the flow. And if he, he does that high right, which we all know, he extends those arms straight up for some reason. And the ball goes three fairways over. You know, he just kind of rolls with it now. Uh, well, you know, it, uh, Rose aims for trees. Kyle aims oh, yeah. for the grass. Our buddy Buck just throws thousand dollars putters. <laughs> Twelve hundred dollar putter getting whipped farther than this chip ever goes. <laughs> it's the farthest putter I've ever seen throw, at least sixty yards. Dude's got an arm. I know an arm and one hell of a mustache. 
I'm jealous. I'm trying to grow mine out to match him. Man, I tell you what, I, I tell you what, our podcast is going to even get better when we get into the summer and we get all our boys oh. together, tee it up out there at Euland at Hillview and just have. Oh, I can't wait to go down to Hillview time. when you got six of the friends, six to eight of our fr- close golf friends group down there. I mean, if we're all lined up, if you got all of our groups in a row, I, mean, <laughs> I, feel, I kind of feel bad for Hillview. I know there's going to be. We are quickly going to smells. <laughs> there's going to be some funny smells. Uh, there might be a couple skunks on the course. There's going to be high noon cans laying on the tee boxes, and you know the music's going to be blaring. Oh yeah. Well, all right, buddy. I'm sure I'll talk to you before you leave, but uh, appreciate you jumping on here, and I appreciate talking to you. And uh, we're just going to keep on going with this. And uh, I tell you what, I'm enjoying it. I'm getting this. Uh, editing down um hopefully if anybody's got any reviews they they hit us on all the podcast formats Uh, i hope they get on youtube and check us out and i hope they get on uh everywhere and just give us a like give us a follow give us a chance and uh we'll keep her going man 